2: Pot,
3: pot. pot Diva. We had lightning in a bottle the first time around.
0: Generation Q, obviously, Q stands for queer. I think it's meant to say the new iteration of the show is more inclusive. It's LGBTQ and everything else. Secondly, it's a new generation.
4: The L Word. Generation Q. It is a new generation. That was Eileen Chaikin, showrunner and creator of the original L Word TV show that first aired on Showtime back in 2004. And as Leisha Haley whose brilliant portrayal of my favourite character, Alice Piazecki, says they had lightning in a bottle. (laughs) My name is Rachel Shelley and I joined the cast in its second season playing the British heiress, Helena Peabody. By then it was already a huge hit, filling what had been a void in lesbian representation. There hadn't been anything like it before. It became part of the zeitgeist. It was a TV phenomenon. It reshaped our cultural landscape. It was long overdue. Such was the hunger for this kind of representation. It ran for six seasons and finished in 2009. And then what? What came next? I'm a little sad that there hasn't been some really great show that's come along that you can go, ooh, I watched Elward, but now I watch that. Where is that show? I thought it was right around the corner. We all thought it was right around the corner, Laurel. But, as Laurel Holloman, who plays Tina, just said in our 2018 interview, The L Word finished, and no other show came along to pick up the representation baton. We were abandoned in a queer wasteland, with only L Word reruns on Netflix for company. And so, ten years later, The L Word came back. Here's Eileen Shaken again from our diva interview in 2019.
0: Jennifer, Kate, Leisha, and I have continued to talk about the show over these all these years. We've stayed close, and we've been talking for five years about bringing the show back, and just we're waiting for the right time.
3: One of the reasons we wanted to bring the L Word back was because the world has changed so much, and we thought it was important that. We continue telling queer stories because you can't just have six seasons and say it's all said and done. Okay, we told those. It's it's something that, you know, our community is living on forever. So we have to continue to tell the stories. We should always have representation on television and in the movies.
4: Leisha, Kate Manig, and of course the sublime Jennifer Beals revived their roles for Generation Q in 2019 as Alice, Shane and Bette respectively, whilst also becoming executive producers. His show creator Eileen Chaikin again.
0: You know, the three of them, as I said, had a lot to do with with reviving the show. They all have producerial abilities and instincts and so much to contribute. And most importantly, I think the ownership of, of the show. And and I don't mean that in a a capitalist sense. I mean it in a spiritual sense. They own it. They're the ones that should be doing this. It just fits. It's right. Yes. They they have a lot of agency.
3: It was kind of funny because we had spent year, you know, years together also seeing each other a lot to get this project off the ground. Usually we're just like Kate myself and Jennifer hanging around and then all of a sudden we had to like play
1: these characters. Yeah.
5: <laughs> we spent a lot of time the three of us Working on this initial uh, group scene we had together in the first episode, you know, after, after weeks of talking about it and going over it and, and tightening it up, we finally got around to set, which was all of our first days. It was surreal to sit there and look at these two, you know, falling back into these characters and then realizing, all right, well, I guess I have to do that, too, and, and, <laughs> and it was off to the races. It was actually like no time had passed.
4: Fans of the show will immediately recognise the voice of Kate Manick there, who plays the inimitable Shane. Back in 2019, when Generation Q was about to air, I interviewed Kate alongside Leisha Haley for Diva because, well, as we later found out, you can't have one leg without the other.
3: Come back ten years later with all the pressure and figuring out how to tell these stories and introduce these great new characters and make it all make sense and there was there so much pressure around it we were responsible for our three characters and that's really what we felt our huge responsibility led right there yeah this is what makes the L word generation
4: Q stand out from other sequels reboots prequels whatever you want to call them it isn't about wringing more money from an existing piece of IP from a successful original series. It's about plugging a gaping hole in media representation, because no other show had come along to take over that role. It's about updating that representation and doing it with pride. I see it as something of a political act, camouflaged as light entertainment. And it's no coincidence that it was commissioned immediately after Donald Trump was elected president of the United States in 2016. You've talked about the trigger... Of Trump and I was thinking well we have something to be thankful to Trump for at
0: least. <laughs> I don't know I don't I don't I don't want to give him anything so let's I'm not thankful to him for anything but but we certainly felt that we needed to do everything we could to continue to advocate and and be activist and tell our stories and and live our lives that are you know perhaps under threat more now than they were the day before that happened.
5: You know, the show is... is, is,
3: It means the world to us.
5: Yeah. Not not to give it so much uh, heaviness, but it's like our our legacy in a weird way because we put so much heart and soul into it since 2002.
4: As you just heard from Eileen, Leisha, and lastly Kate, the L Word and the L Word Generation Q have become their own personal legacies. This show means the world to its stars and creators, just as it means the world to people all over the planet. It feels personal. It feels important. It changed lives, wherever you are in the world. Here's some of what you told us.
6: I feel like the L word sort of raised me. This voice memo reaches you from Cyprus, small island in the Mediterranean. My name is Alina been watching the L word since back when it first aired. I remember waking up before school around 6 AM and putting on an episode just to sneak in a few minutes before I get dragged to school. And it was my escape. I was a teenager, I was just coming out, and the L word was my chance to delve into a world that seemed so far away And definitely didn't seem possible to see the characters come full circle and see myself come full circle, now being successful, fully out, with a wife. I feel so privileged to have had that experience. And I know that if it weren't for the L word, I probably would have felt quite alone for at least a few more years before I came out.
7: Apparently I can't get through one of these without crying. And I've tried multiple times, but um, we're going to get through it. And we got this. My name is Celine. <laughs> this show means so much to me and so many other people. And it doesn't matter how old you are or in what stage of your life you watched it, when you watched it, your sexuality, like none, of, nothing matters. It just, it resonates with people. And for some people, yeah, it is just a TV show that they enjoy. But for a lot of people, this show changed their life. And it resonated with me, especially. I've never really seen myself on... TV until I watch the show and when I watch it, it feels like I'm being enveloped in this very warm, you know, safe, loving hug. These characters
4: feel like home to me, they feel like family. This is something I hear again and again when talking to fans of the show regardless of age. The L word feels like family. My name is Jaylene, my pronouns are she, her
8: and I am 21 years old. So what the L-word Generation Q means to me is basically family. You know, we have this chosen family with Beth, Alice, Shane, and of course Tina. But with the newer generation, there's like Danny, Micah, Maribel, Sophie, and Finley. And what I like is like they're all dysfunctional in their own way. But you know,
0: like they're a family at the end of the day. Poddiva. Cool fact.
2: You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow wherever you are. Tap the banner to go to Monday.com. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. For full, important safety information, visit juviderm.com. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance.
0: especially in
4: countries where the LGBTQIA plus community are persecuted and, depressingly, prosecuted too.
9: Hi, my name is Cleo. What does the L word mean to me? As a Nigerian, it's very difficult. It's very difficult to watch the show because I like to watch like shows with my friends, but not this one. I can't watch it with my friends because they can easily make assumptions and there's a lot of printers. They might watch it in their house, but they are going to come out and pretend that they haven't watched it. In 2010, when I discovered the L word OG, the OG season, the show was already done. I just, I just got the first season. I opened it. Ooh, yeah, 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 nah, 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 nah. This is not something I can watch with anybody because if you have been found to be a member of the LGBTQ community, you're going to be subjected to 14 years' imprisonment. Right now, I've discovered that over 2.5 million people have watched it in Nigeria. But you can't see anybody discussing it. You can't come out on Nigerian Twitter speeds and see people discussing it. You have to watch it and keep it to yourself.
4: As we heard there from Cleo in Nigeria, new viewers, born into Generation Q, if you like, have discovered the original L word, the old girls, or OG as it's become known, many years later, some of them relishing the original show's now vintage look. Vintage?
10: Excuse me? Honestly, I have no idea what they're talking about, mommy. Hi, I'm Chloe. So, I'm only 22 years old, so I definitely wasn't watching The L Word when it first came out because that would have made me literally four years old. But I did discover it when I was in my teens, and it honestly just changed my life. I think growing up as a lesbian is hard enough, but when you have little to none representation on the TV, it just makes it even harder and to find a tv show that is actually focused on representing the lgbtq plus community is just amazing and it really is hard to find a tv show that doesn't kill off the only lesbian characters that doesn't just include you know, a lesbian couple for 10 minutes or for one episode just so they can tick a box to say that they've been inclusive. To find a TV show that actually has main, main characters that are throughout the show that are lesbian is honestly like gold dust. And the fact that the L word has provided that for years is just... Remarkable. Like, the L word has just been such a comfort show for me, providing me with so much safety and, like, representation over the years.
4: It's easy to say that with hindsight, the original L word could have been more inclusive. Generation Q is making up for that with its cornucopia of new characters, labels and identities.
1: One of the things I love about Generation Q is their exploration of Alice's bisexuality. A few weeks ago, after seven years of being convinced I was 100% gay, I developed a crush on one of my best friends, a man. Alice's exploration of her bisexuality in Generation Q really helped me with coming to terms with this and that it's okay to develop crushes on men and women and that you should follow your heart instead of depriving yourself of love because of your labels or because you were worried of what others think. I am so grateful for the equality and diversity that this show provides. It makes me feel represented every single time I watch it. And I absolutely love that.
4: New issues also arise, speaking to a new generation of LGBTQIA plus women and non-binary people. My name's Beth
11: Kennedy-Escott. So my favourite storyline so far is definitely Finn's struggle with alcohol. I'm an alcoholic myself. I've been sober for four years now. And my life has changed beyond belief I've kind of become my true self I see that a lot with Finn I see that it's not really her when she's drunk she makes loads of mistakes you know when she was knocking at the door of the girl she was dating I've done things like that you know you really scare the people you love a lot of her struggles are alcohol I really relate to I really enjoy seeing that representation because it really affirms my choice of becoming sober I think queer sobriety is something we really need to talk about as well because we are far more susceptible to alcoholism and drug abuse because we we handle so much stress and we handle so much homophobia, sexism, transphobia and, you know, we need something to dull the pain. But I'm hoping Finn becomes sober and we see her journey. For
12: me, growing up in the 80s and having a very very limited knowledge of anything gay-related, shows like The L Word proved not only insightful for a young lesbian like myself, but it also gave me like a sense of validation. It's OK to be you, sort of feeling. As the show has grown and developed, we've seen a shift. Of less of the typical stereotype roles are more around exploring different non-gender-specific relationships almost advocating like love the one that you with, which is really positive I think. The L-word helps others understand everyday struggles many of these young people face. I've been lucky enough to have a career working with children for sort of twenty years plus. It's really important for families and, and individuals to have an understanding of types of struggles that, that, that they have. They want to be looked at as, as individuals rather than, oh, you know, you've got that label or, or this label. I think it's really interesting for shows like The L Word to sort of promote that. All this comes under the guidance of a
4: new showrunner with the approval of the original one, Eileen Chaikin. If we don't mind talking a bit about the new showrunner. Marja Lewis Ryan she said that she has four words as her touchstones confident joyful queer and aspirational which I thought was lovely really beautiful do you think her voice is very different from yours I think
0: it's different I don't think it's I I think that there are some places where we cross I think that she's captured the essence of the show but our voices are Indeed different. We we always said going into this before we had even chosen a writer, it doesn't have to replicate the original show. It can be different in tone. It can it's it's a new generation, it's ten years later, and the world has changed and the show can change in any number of ways. So it's really fun and interesting for me to watch and hear the, the differences as well as the, the samenesses.
3: It's Marsha's vision. Yeah. So to come back 10 years later with all the pressure and so much pressure around it. I admire anyone who
4: would take on that role, wading into what is a cultural phenomenon, An enormously cherished, life-changing and inescapably political TV show format, rife with factions and fevered, passionate fans who all feel a sense of ownership. This is their family. To come into a close-knit family and shake things up? Oof. It's almost like you're walking in quicksand. That's how fast the terminology changes. That's how quickly new information is relayed.
13: Okay, so Jenny
4: was a suicide
0: apparently, apparently. <laughs> um, okay, well, that was not my call but yes I said to I said to Marja season six which you know is was a controversial choice I said, feel free to do anything you want with it ignore it say it was a dream what anything you want as far as the oft asked question who killed Jenny You can do the same. You can ignore it. You can answer it. You can say that it was a dream. You can say that Jenny, just anything. So she made a choice. Seems that um, Jenny committed suicide in Beth's swimming pool. And there you
4: have it.
3: Hashtag Jenny
13: lives. It's such a Jenny, it's such a Jenny Schechter thing to Mm -hmm. do.
4: It mustn't be forgotten that in those short 10 years between the L word finishing and Generation Q beginning, Our digital lives, and in particular, social media, exploded and changed public discourse irrevocably. Generation Q viewers have an international digital platform for their opinions, in real time. How different is it to be broadcasting in such a digital world now? Because I can remember at the end of the L Word, you saying to me, (laughs) Leisha... oh, you should get on Instagram and you should get on Twitter. And I, hadn't,
3: I haven't even I heard not I was saying that to you. That's things. so funny. Wow. <laughs> Alicia, was, <laughs> Alicia was the social media grandma, influencer. Of... Grandma came to me and told me to get on Twitter. It's wow. that's so, that's so not like me. That's funny.
5: I think we were actually blessed back in the day when we didn't have immediate online reaction. Uh, and it's, I suppose it's a double-edged sword, but there's... Something nice about the ignorance that comes with not knowing everyone's opinions, the moment moment they they feel like sharing them. But at the same time, you know, it's also uh, the world we're in now, so there's no point in fighting it.
3: People's reactions are instant, but for us, the show already got filmed, you know, months and months earlier so right. it's not like we yeah. can take those opinions and course correct anything or go oh my god they hate this or it's already done and if you see someone
5: yeah. saying something like you know, voicing an opinion you know you could very well agree with it oh, but yeah. you're also <laughs> yeah, very much so and then you just think to yourself well there's not a damn thing i can do about that because i didn't write it and we shot this four or five months ago
4: everyone has an opinion here are a few more of yours
9: my ultimate L word crush. First is Tina, Tina Kennard. Then there's Helena um, Samakayev, the
13: D.O.P. Jesus Lord. Ultimate L word crush. After all these years, you know, I still, I used to really, really have a thing for Tasha. Just thought she was amazing. Tasha and then maybe Gigi. <laughs>
9: I love Helena B. Polly on this show. The story, she had
1: the relationships, it was always crazy. I
9: would have seen bad Potter, but I, we're so similar. So I wouldn't want to take myself. But she, she brings it.
11: My ultimate L word crush is definitely Alice. Because she's hilarious and she's clever. She's full of anxiety. She's so relatable. I just want to give her a big hug. She just makes me laugh every time, even if... She's not meant to be funny. The whole storyline with her in a throuple, it was great for the representation. The comedy in it was absolutely top tier.
7: (laughs) Um, My favourite character is Tina. I am such a Tina girl. That was really the first character I saw on screen that was like me. Um, (laughs) And yes, big Bet and Tina fan, very excited to see what they do with them
4: in Gen Q Season 3. And my ultimate Elwart crush are Carmen and uh,
2: Helena. Say
10: the thing that has stayed the same for me is my huge embarrassing crush on Jennifer Bills or Bette Porter. Because, hi, hello, like, have you seen her? Like, she's literally a god in heels. A god in
13: heels. As ultimate crush, I would say Gigi Kobani and Sepi de Moffi beauty of the actress is undeniable she's gorgeous and equally undeniable uh Sepide's acting skills she's amazing so ultimate crush uh Sepide slash Gigi.
10: and i'd say the thing that has changed which i'm not happy about is the fact that rachel shelley is no longer in the l word and that honestly pains my heart because helena peabody is iconic so please can we bring her back i beg
8: and then my ultimate l word crush <laughs> it's it's hard you know they're all just amazing but if i had to choose one if i had to absolutely choose one it has to be my girl danny nunez and it's like a case where it's like do i want to be with her or do i want to be her i think it's bold to be
1: honest helena helped me embrace my sexuality at a time when i was just coming to terms with it she helped me realize that it is perfectly okay to be the person that you are And you shouldn't be afraid to show your true self to the world.
8: My top three, on the other hand, have to be Danny, Bette and Helena. Like, I just relate to them in different ways. And I'm just like, they're so me. I'm so them. You know, it goes both ways.
4: Yeah, yeah, I know what you're thinking. Bit heavy on the Helena Peabody's there. Well, if you didn't send Pod Diva your opinion, how could I include you? Everyone has their own favourite flavour.
13: If I have to describe what the award Generation Q means to me, I would compare it to food and to pizza. If you love food, doesn't love pizza, and if you're queer who doesn't love the award Generation Q, Season three, I don't know what to predict. I just, I'm really looking forward to it. Apart from the fact that if Fletcher's going to be in it, then it's going to be some some serious hot stuff going on. I reckon.
9: My predictions for this season, I really do hope there's a wedding. There hasn't been a successful wedding in the Elwood franchise.
13: Not a single
11: one. I'm hoping Finn becomes sober and we
13: see her journey. That would be amazing. Uh, the expectations that I have for season three, to see, obviously, Gigi and Danny walking down the aisle. Why can't we have a wedding? I want
9: a wedding. People need to see
13: that relationships isn't just about the sex.
9: I want to see, like, domestic nature of some people. I want them to see, argue about um, bills. I want them to see them talk about the future, about how their kids would grow. I want to see them having kids.
11: I also really enjoy Finn and Shane's, like, father-son relationship. Like, Shane is like, ugh. I love you, mate, but I mean, you're so annoying. (laughs) Shane and Finn are me. So Finn is younger me and Shane is older me. I just really heavily relate to that. I'm a team genie all the way. A trauma. I had PTSD from the OG season where it was just like
9: breakup, cheating, um scandals, like give us a stable relationship. It doesn't have to be scandalous every
0: time my favorite storyline
4: so far in the show has been angie's storyline it's really great that we got to see her as a baby in the first generation and now seeing her as a teenager struggling with all her feelings and issues etc has been great my favorite storyline
8: so far in the show is Angie meeting her donor. Um, I think the show and the writers handled it very well. And the way that both Tina and Bette acted was very realistic. I mean, considering how Bette and Tina are from the uh, original show to
13: now, it's pretty accurate. I love seeing together Gigi and Danny. And the scene that I love the most is their first kiss under the rain. Probably is the first kiss that everyone dreams of. The romantic vibe, the chemistry, the desire to be together. It's all in that kiss and in the way they touch each other. It's perfect. And I mean, like, come on,
8: I'm teen to vet. Like, there's literally no other choice. Like, they have gone through so much together. Like, it's just like this history and... (laughs) Like no one else compares. Like I know that's literally what Bet says. <laughs> it's true. Like no one else compares.
4: And also, we'd like to see Tibet get a remarry
8: My predictions for season three are, of course, you know, my one true pairing to Bet. You know, they're gonna get together. You know, they're gonna get married again, right off into the sunset. You know, like no matter if they're like three thousand miles away, I'm always gonna be rooting for them. I wish
9: there was a Telina, but I'll take what I'm giving. Tina and Bet. I hope. They just get their game with Angie and then give me that stability. Somebody has to give me that. There has to be one stable relationship. Okay, I don't want this chaos anymore. Please, please. I think I talked a lot. Season three
4: of the L Word Generation Q is right around the corner for viewers in the UK. No doubt there will be fireworks. No doubt there will be passion and for sure there will be a lot of laughter wherever you're watching it be it alone, under the shadow of prosecution with no one to discuss it with, or cozied up with your family, luxuriating in it like your favourite security blanket. Maybe you're watching with friends, cocktail in hand, screaming at the screen, dressed up as your favourite character, perhaps. Or even in place of family and friends, taking secret peeks at a world you're getting ready to leap into. However, or wherever you're watching, you're not alone. Diva is here with you. We're listening. And we're family. Pod Diva. Thank you for listening to Pod Diva. Queers for your ears. In association with Diva Magazine. The world's leading brand for LGBTQIA plus women and non-binary people. Please listen and subscribe on Acast or wherever you get your podcasts. You can follow us on Twitter at Diva Magazine. You can email us at editorial at divamag.co.uk. Share the love by leaving us a review.
5: Diva's always been a very loyal, a loyal base for the show. Pod
4: Diva.
2: Queers for your ears. Pod Pod Diva. Diva. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm lip fillers.